everybody. I am Stank Dog, and this is Hacker Public Radio. On today's episode, we're going to do a little bit of a hardware review of a device that I purchased recently. Uh, it's something called the R4DS. It is a pass-through device or an adapter for the Nintendo Game Boy DS. And uh, I thought I'd do a little mini review, talk about some of the pros and cons of it on the show tonight. So. First of, all, first of all, let's talk about what the whole point of this thing is. Uh, if anybody doesn't know listening to the show what a Nintendo DS is, it is a handheld gaming device made by, obviously, Nintendo. Uh, it's got two screens on it, a touch screen at the bottom and a second screen at the top. Uh, it was made to be backwards compatible with Game Boy Advance games, which is kind of handy. And, of course, uh, new Nintendo DS games, which you probably see in just about every store you walk into. Well, I happen to travel a lot for my job, so I purchased one of these uh, a couple years ago, and it's been pretty cool. Uh, but I always kind of thought it might be neat to have other applications on there, kind of wondered what kind of power was behind it. Uh, I know that immediately when it was released, uh, some people began trying to port Linux over to it. And there became, uh, there popped up, I should say, a community of Nintendo DS homebrew programmers. Homebrew meaning people who are actually writing applications for the Nintendo DS environment. So I thought that was kind of cool. People are making not only their own games, but other applications like uh, uh, personal information manager, uh, managers, media players, uh, uh, software to view images on your Nintendo DS, etc., etc. Uh, these are all things that, you know, they're neat. It's kind of a nice little trick and everything, but to be quite frank, the early versions, uh, the early ways to get this to work on your Nintendo DS, like a lot of other console hacking, uh, involved taking your machines apart, maybe not necessarily for the DS, but uh, for the Xbox and others, you always end up having to take it apart, go soldering a bunch of things. So the early generations were rough and required a lot of steps to actually get into the meat and potatoes of the machine. Well, that's not the case anymore, and that's why I finally broke down and got into the uh, homebrew community, if you will. Uh, there's been a, a few devices lately, and the one I mentioned earlier that I purchased, the R4DS, is one of those devices. It's a what they call a Slot 1 flash, clip, flash kit, and um, Slot 1 would be the slot in the back of the Nintendo DS where Nintendo DS cartridges slide in. They're very small. Anybody that has one uh, knows that they're just a little bit bigger than an SD card. They're not a standard SD or compact flash or anything like that. They're a proprietary form, proprietary shape. And um, uh, an SD card in and of itself will not fit in there cleanly. Um, Nintendo DS games, those are games designed specifically for this console, go in the back in slot one. Game Boy Advance games, as I mentioned, the backwards compatibility earlier, go in the front, which is called slot two. And I'm, I'm talking about the, uh, the latest hardware. Maybe earlier versions had those reversed, but they're still called and referred to slot one and slot two. So this new generation of devices, the R4DS specifically, is a very, very straightforward and easy way to run homebrew applications on your Nintendo DS as a slot one pass-through device. Basically, what you get when you order this kit um, and I ordered mine from a place called Deal Extreme, which is really just a middleman. It ends up getting shipped uh, from Hong Kong. So um, got it uh, a couple weeks after I ordered it from Hong Kong. It's in pretty high demand right now, actually. Uh, for, I believe it was somewhere around 
Mm, somewhere around forty dollars. You can probably find it for less than fifty bucks, uh, maybe a lot less if you shop around. But I think I paid about forty bucks for it. And what you get when you order it is a box that contains well, a couple things. First of all, it contains the slot one device itself. Basically, this looks like any Nintendo DS game you would buy off the shelf. And it is, again, that thing I described earlier looks kind of like an SD card. It is a card. Now, there's nothing on the card. There's no games on the card. It is basically exactly what it sounds like, a pass-through device. This device slides into there, but the the part that makes it really useful is the fact that as a pass-through device, what it does is it allows you to put this card inside your Nintendo DS, but it's got a small opening in the back, and in the back of the device itself, you can slide in a micro SD card. So, the micro SD card is readable by most computer systems or a lot of other systems. We all know that that is definitely a standard. And that leads to the second thing that comes with the kit when you buy it. Of course, this is going to vary depending on where you purchase it. But the second thing is that it does come with a micro DS or, um, micro SD card. Excuse me, DSSD. It can get confusing. Uh, micro SD card. Uh, I went ahead and ordered a 2 gig, and i got to say it filled up a lot faster than I thought it would, to be honest with you. Um, obviously, you can buy as large as you think you might need, and you will need a way to get data onto that through your computer. Uh, if your computer already has a slot for the micro SD card, or if you have an adapter for a micro SD to a full-size SD card, which most of them come with that, uh, you can, in a card reader on your computer, you can interface it that way. Or with the kit that I purchased, I actually got a USB adapter, so I could plug the USB into the computer and the micro SD card in the other side of that, so I could write directly to it as a mini flash drive. So already that seems like a pretty good deal to me. Two gig drive, a two big micro SD card, excuse me, with the adapter. That alone to me is worth probably thirty to forty dollars. That's pretty handy to have. But it also comes with a CD and a, a little bit of a manual. You might as well throw the manual to the side because it's very bad English. Um, it's kind of hard to read and understand, so I found that was pretty much useless. Uh, the CD that it comes with is, is also equally confusing, but uh, what I did and what anybody probably listening to this probably does when they buy any new hardware is go f to the website first of all and see if there's an updated version of that anyway. By the time they package and burn those CDs and ship those out, they've probably made updates to the software anyway. So I went to the website, downloaded the latest version, threw that onto the card. And basically what it is is there's a certain directory structure. They have a certain naming convention where it puts on uh, a, what we're going to refer to as a bootloader. And since they figured out how to make this happen through slot one, all you have to do is load the bootloader with the proper naming conventions and everything onto your micro SD card, slide it into the adapter, and that whole combination into your Nintendo DS and boot. And what it'll do is it will kind of bypass the Nintendo DS's built-in uh, boot system and load directly from the card and present you with a menu. And the menu is also very equally simple. Uh, it does support the touch screen and everything's working. It acknowledges the hardware and everything. And it has three options, one called games, um, one for homebrew applications, and one that actually brings up kind of a, a miniature shell. Uh, basically, they're pretty self-explanatory. The first one, games, 
Um, since you have this device in the slot, you obviously can't have another game in there at the same time. Um, you, and I'm going to just put a disclaimer out here, I do not know the legalities of this, so we're going to speak hypothetically at this point. Um, you can find, and this, this is just a fact, you can find ROMs of lots of Nintendo DS, Game Boy, and pretty much any other console game outside of this conversation, but you can find ROMs for just about any Nintendo DS game out there on the interwebs, somewhere out there in the tubes. Um, so you can find the games that you own. For example, I own seven or eight games for the Nintendo DS, and I don't like carrying them around with me everywhere that I go. So it's kind of handy to have the ability to put all those ROMs onto one SD card, uh, of course, that I legally own, uh, hypothetically, <laughs> and um, pop those in and have all the games at my disposal without having to swap cards in and out all the time. So that's another cool thing that's happened in the later versions here. Some of the very early versions of these would allow you to do similar uh, functionality, but you had no way really to save the games. So that's one, first of all, one thing to point out about this device as we begin more of a review here is that it will allow you to save games. It creates your save games in the directory uh, where the game is and it puts it as a .sav file, a save file. So the cool thing about that is you can have all the games that you want on the device and the game ROMs usually end in a .nds, obviously for Nintendo DS uh, extension, um, but it will put the save game files on there and it gives you the neat option if you wanted to, to back those up to your hard drive or to a CD or, or whatever else if you're with one of those people that does like to save your save games and if it's a game that uh, takes a long time to play you don't want to risk ever losing it or you know the other if, if you did actually have the original ROM and you lost it your save game is stored on that um, little ROM card so if you were to lose your game you've lost your save game you'd have to start back over after you bought the new game well by allowing this, you can have those saved games and back them up and reload them as you see fit. So that's one neat thing. Um, again, it's through a menu system. Um, it'll allow you to choose whichever game it is you want to play and simply hit the button and it will load that game up as though you had booted directly from the ROM. So you don't have to do a lot of weird things. You don't have to jump through hoops. You don't have to solder anything. So this is the latest generation of devices. So if you ever have, ever have hesitated about purchasing such a thing, they are now as easy as I think they're ever really going to get. Um, what else is it? It does have some other features on there that don't really do anything for me, but some listeners might like to know that it has... Uh, some sort of, I think it's Action Replay or something, I believe the name of it was. Uh, honestly, I bypassed that because it wasn't interesting, but apparently that's uh, some sort of system that allows you to cheat, put in cheat codes, uh, pre-program in cheat codes so that every time you start the game, it'll automatically give you full health or something like that, different things. So it does have support for that built into it, which is kind of uh, neat if you're into that more than I am, apparently. Um, and uh, let's see, other homebrew games, there are lots of perfectly legal, well, again, I'm not a lawyer, so I, I believe it's perfectly legal to um, put your own games on there. It is open source. The community is, does release all the stuff open source. They don't like it, charge people charging for it. There's actually been some manufacturers uh, from China that have been releasing devices and bundling a bunch of homebrew software on it and charging money and the homebrew community was not very happy with that, and uh, they actually don't take very kindly to people who do that. So 
Uh, that's not exactly the case with this one. This one just gives you the basic fundamentals you need. Uh, there's a lot. It's a pretty surprisingly active community online about this, so you can go out and do a little bit of searching for Nintendo DS Homebrew, Nintendo DS Hacking, etc., etc., and find a lot of other things that you can do and a lot of homebrew applications and games that you can download. Um, the other thing, is, it does. it's worth pointing out that um, they've come so far now that there's no concern. There's nothing that I have found that this doesn't recognize as far as the hardware. Uh, that includes the Rumble Pack. I don't have one myself. I know the kids like a lot of the Rumble Pack, but when you're fighting and get shot, it actually shakes and vibrates in your hand. It does support that and acknowledge that. Um, memory Pack, any, any of the plugins and stuff, it has support for all of that. Uh, it's pretty much complete product these days. Uh, and you can actually change, and I'm tinkering around with this pretty much as we speak, you can change the background, and basically it's skinnable. You can skin this thing if you do a little bit of reading online. It's just uh, creating your graphics in the right format and file names because it's very particular about that. And uh, the right resolution and all that, you can actually make your own custom graphics and put on there. So you can fool your friends into thinking that you hacked it yourself and you didn't just download or... <laughs> didn't just uh, buy something for $40 and change the colors on it. You actually can probably fool most of your friends and make them think that you hacked your Nintendo DS and your own, you own your Uber Elite and all that kind of good stuff. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, I mentioned there's a shell which gives you some access. There is a Linux DS, DS Linux, I think I should say, um, which is pretty handy. Uh, if you buy the kit, again, mine came from dealextreme.com. You could probably find them at a lot of other places, so I'm not endorsing them necessarily, but... Um, came fine. I got it in a reasonable amount of time. It was in good shape. Came with three things, like I said, the adapter itself, a uh, micro SD card, two gigs in my case, and a USB adapter for the micro SD card, which you may or may not need if you have the card reader and an adapter already. So um, that's pretty much it. Uh, if anybody has ever been hesitant about modding their Nintendo DS, you shouldn't have to worry about that anymore. It's gotten to the point where it's pretty much plug and play and even though the manual and the instructions and the website are all very bad English and not the most complete sentences or anything like that in the world it's pretty simple and self-explanatory and within about 10 or 15 minutes I had the whole thing together loaded running and uh, everything worked pretty fine so you can pretty much figure it out you guys are all smart people out there listening to the show so thank you for listening to this episode of Hacker Public Radio and we will see you again tomorrow Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.